Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Love you. So we had uh, we so uh, we had the root family Christmas here. Uh, Angela is my uh, uh, amazing and and, and lovely uh, roommate who puts up with me, um, and her family came into town for for the Christmas uh, dinner, and um, I was trying to be a good roommate, and I bought um, a case of uh, PBR bottles. That's and, your idea of being a good roommate. Well, because. Dad's favorite beer is the PBR, and I drink the High Life, so instead of getting High Life, I got the PBR. I was trying to support Dad, right? Well, apparently Dad only drinks PBR cans, so he had to go out and get his own beer. So, I failed. I love the idea that someone is so snobby about their PBR (laughs) that they won't imbibe it from a glass container as if that has ruined everything substantial about PBR. It tastes skunky. Skunky. Mm-hmm. I like my beer tinny. <laughs> Shout they're, out, Root Fam. They're, they're lovely. I, they really. We had such a great time. Uh, they they play dice games for money at every family gathering. Oh, hell yeah! Yeah, they're they're the best. They're that the is best. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I only lost five dollars. I, I walked away. Did you barely. only bring five dollars? Because that's how I would have. I, I only, I only lost what I brought. That's right. <laughs> These people are serious. <laughs> I'm not allowed to play serious gambling games. I will lose. I have a competitive streak, but it just doesn't extend to gambling for some reason. Hmm, that's a very good thing, sir. This is what keeps you in health and wealth. Maybe, maybe <laughs> what keeps me out of being a professional gambler. I don't know. I have no doubt that whatever you put your mind to, you would be excellent at. Including losing all of my money? Yeah, I was going to say, except podcasting. But, you know, whatever. (laughs) Well, it's the exception that proves the rule. (laughs) (laughs) But then when you throw in editing as well, is that two things? That's two things. You're killing the editing thing. You're nailing that. Oh, I murdered the editing? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I might have to disagree with that. Well, as as the, as the beginning of this, as you said, um, yeah, I just hit publish. Just hit publish. That's fine. <laughs> well, it's because we're all what so could, good at our jobs. Yeah, what, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> it's just a tightly run organization here. <laughs> Joey, just uh, keeping all the troops in line. That's right, at all times. Just just send us all better mics, and it'll be fine. <laughs> Sound better, sounding worse. Cheers. Cheers. Merry Christmas. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch unbeatable goodness. That was a nice solid sink, I feel like. I mean, there's only two of us, so how. We've already had enough be? banter, you don't have to do this.
I was just talking to you, not them. But whatever, fine. I'll be quiet. I always, I always feel like right after the sink, like you know, we, you know, because I'm a lazy editor, I need something right there. And Joey's great. He's always got a button for me right at the beginning. Make us laugh, so I can just drag and drop. That's right. You're right. You're right. So I appreciate your effort. I was just teasing. All right, uh, you're on, buddy. Go for it. Welcome, Pacers fans. You're listening to the Undebeatables, your Pacers podcast, the longest running Pacers podcast. By the we way, we still have that. Yeah, we have that, and we may not be semi-weekly, but you can't or, say that or it's good stopped. or good. or good. <laughs> but it is a Pacers podcast, and it's and it's still going. Yep, and in no way endorsed by the team. Today is December 20th, 2022, and this is episode 621. <laughs> Good lord. Who, why, why, why is it they, they should have stopped us by now? <laughs> God bless the interwebs. <laughs> uh, apologies to the fans. You are stuck with me today. The enforcer, John Harper, is your host. We promise that Joey will be back soon. This show... We are listening to the bartender Colson rant on how wrong me and Doctor were last week on Sunday. And if there's still any time left in the universe, we might get to it on the Google. And from Indianapolis, no. From Asheville, North Carolina, he is our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, Mr. Jonathan Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Harper? Merry effing Christmas. It's here. The holidays are upon us. Uh, also, the uh, bomb cyclone, which sounds very ominous, that's going to hit uh, about the same time this pod hits. So stay safe. Uh, Pacer Nation, entire nation, stay warm. And, uh, you know, try not to, to drive. Just get somewhere and stay there. And hopefully you have a wonderful, safe uh, holiday. I appreciate you being the host today. Um, I I know that uh, that Joey likes to be uh, in control of this um, crazy car, and when he's not here, he gets a little nervous. But I trust in you, sir. With good reason. (laughs) (laughs) That was not our best intro, but we will we will soldier on. I may have missed it. Um, but a belated shout out to a uh, friend of the show, Easy, Easy yeah. Money, Charlie Elson. D. Charles. Had a birthday earlier this month. Uh, and uh, maybe you guys remember to wish him a happy birthday, but I didn't. So apologies. Um, and I hope you had a great birthday and a happy Hanukkah and a Merry Christmas. So I sent him uh, a um, happy birthday text. Um, and he sent me back a lame joke. That's just how he rolls. Um, it's my guy. He said that he'd spent his uh, birthday waiting in line uh, at the Lego store. And people were waiting for blocks. Supply chain issue or ran out of geometry. It's a bad Lego block joke. He's, uh, he's nothing if not clever. I got another a joke for you. Uh, Arbor, what did one uh, snowman say to the other one? I don't know. Does it smell like carrots in here? <laughs> it 
It's a visual joke said said out loud. I like it. <laughs> well, sir, with perfect hindsight, you've now got the chance to uh, explain all the things that uh, me and the doctor got wrong last week. Well, I would like to say that um, on the Thursday show, I made a huge uh, push for um, Buddy Healed as MVP. And I thought what you and Jason did very well was explain how Buddy Healed sort of imploded down the stretch of all of these games and uh, is a very imperfect player and probably not the team MV- team's MVP. So uh, thank you for that immediate correction. correction. <laughs> I, I think you guys were right on that. I, and I always knew that. I just think that he does such a, a heavy workload on the scoring. But watching it in real time and reflecting on it after you guys talked about it, um, yeah, there's a lot of inexplicable stuff that happens. Um, but he, he also does bring like the biggest delta between like expectation and reality, right? Because I mean, when we got him from the Kings, we were like, this guy's just throwing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was matching salaries and he's yeah. become a starter for us and, and a valuable and deserve, pacer. Deservedly so. Yeah. 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 I mean, especially with the, the thinned out rotation, no Duarte, like having him out there with, you know, some, some good size. Is he a small forward? No, no. but you know, we he's need a big, his size. He's a big shooting he's a, guard. He's a, he's big a two. small, small forward. <laughs> and he defends threes every well as he defends twos. Right. He's thick. You know, which is not uh, that well, but hey, you know, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I, you know, and and uh, but one of the things that I um, that I wanted to harp on or 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 reemphasize, you know, I find myself when I listen to you guys and and I and I appreciate you and trust you so much when you when you speak about the Pacers. One of the things that I want to do is interrupt you guys because that's what I do on the show, and so I was just like, but 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 wait, you're right. Let me say it another way or faster or dumber <laughs> and, and 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 i thought that um for example that cleveland game was one of the most fun games i've watched all season it was we were kind of controlling it there was a little bit back and forth but we were kind of always like five ten points ahead in cleveland on the road against the third best team in the East, according to, um, you know, their spot in the um, standings. And and then... Their record and probably their personnel. Oh, my goodness. I mean, they, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I picked them, I think, in the beginning of the season to do very well. I like the makeup of this team. I really like oh. Mobley. I like love Garland. Like, I, I, I like this squad. And um, what I didn't... I think include in my head is that I knew that Donovan Mitchell was an upgrade. It was an important piece. I knew that he was going to be what this team needed, but I forgot he's a freaking gosh darn superstar. I mean, this guy, he just was like, yeah, uh, I'm scored, you know, 30 points through three and a half quarters. And uh, my team is down 10. So I'm just going to score another, you know, 11 in like three minutes and take this game away from you guys. Um, And he did that. Now, on the Pacers side, we made incredibly poor offensive decisions. Um, We took a lot of ill-advised early threes. Uh, It was Halliburton. It was also... Halliburton doesn't take bad shots. 
Okay. I mean, I granted. granted. No such thing as a bad shot. It's like Buddy <laughs> Heald taking a bad three. Come on. Oh, wait. That's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, okay. Fair enough. But, I mean, it just felt like we just stopped running offense over the last three or four minutes. And we just yeah. basically ran into bad threes and, and bad turnovers. And, 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 and especially of Halliburton, you can say the guy was, I mean, he ends up 5 of 13 from the floor and 0 of 8 from the range. So maybe get a little closer. Yeah, maybe get a little closer. Uh, maybe try to get fouled. You know, he did get to the line seven times in his defense, but well, and Don, yeah, uh, and, a, lot of, uh, a lot of three balls going up. You know, and Donovan was doing whatever he wanted. He was getting to the line or hitting a three, and it just it was the the stark contrast of a guy who, granted, has been in the year, uh, been in the league uh, five years longer or whatever. Um, it, you know, is sort of on the 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 precipice of his prime. Um, and has otherworldly talent. He knows how to take over a game, and he did it. And 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 we give this one to him. However, with that kind of cushion, if we had played any kind of competent offense down the stretch, and gotten rebounds, we would have won this game. And the same thing is true in the in the New York game. I felt like we just got down to the end, and we started making dumb boneheaded mistakes. We started. Not running our offense because we have a beautiful offense, Harper. I think one of the things that I've been so pleased by, and I think has been such a joy to watch all season, is just a really beautiful offense. We have a ton of action that happens up top when somebody walks, when somebody brings the ball up. There's so much stuff happening. There's nobody, you know. Sometimes you just you see the spread the floor offense where you get like the four out. And the guy at the top of the key dribbling. And then he does his thing and he can pass out to somebody because the defense collapses. We don't do that. We've got guys moving all the time. And it's really beautiful to watch. And that's one of the reasons we get such wide open three-pointers because there's so much movement. Um, I think we have the, is it the number one or number two three-point offense in the league? I don't have the most updated stats, but I I think we're number two. Yeah. Um, and it, it's partly because of the action and the movement that's going on and the personnel. But, it, it, yeah. you know, I think this is a beautiful uh, offense drawn up by Carlisle. Well, it's just strange, too, because, you know, you go from, you know, offen- you know, presumptively offensive coach Nate McMillan's, you know, smothering defense for six years or whatever it was to defensive minded <laughs> Rick Carlisle. And just like right, opening up he immediately the flips it on his head. And I mean, yeah. of course, they're young. You don't expect them to be playing, you know, a Roy Hibbert, you know, 2016 style defense. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the the infusion of Tyrese Halliburton in this lineup is just it's magic. Well, it is magic and it allows Carlisle to draw so many things up, right? Like, because you've got such a mastermind uh, who's who's running the offense uh, with the ball in his hands. If you create movement, he will find the open guy, and so you know makes it easy to draw up a fluid offense, right? Exactly, and it becomes like a really self reinforcing you know pattern because guys are rewarded for when they're running, so they're more likely to run next time down the floor, right? right? right. And uh, just psychologically, it's great for everybody. You know he's going to find you, and then you know in return, that's great for him. That gives him confidence. And, uh, he he does the thing, and I've and I've noted it multiple times, e- even this week. He does the thing that Mark Jackson used to do, and I think all the great point guards do. But I just remember it from all the years I watched Mark Jackson. Is if a big guy does something really 
useful defensively, he will find you and reward you offensively. So if you get a big block or big tough rebound um, or, you know, steal something in the scrum, he will try to get you an easy basket. You know, and, and, but also he'll find you if you're struggling, right? He'll try to find That's you in true. a good spot. That's true. You know, That's true. he's just he's just yeah. very heady about the way that, and, and very selfless. The team psychology works, right? Yeah, yeah. And and you know that is something that, you know, <laughs> I mean maybe maybe you can teach it, but people who just have a natural knack for it are are, are tough to find. Yeah. And he's got he's got that in spades. My takeaway from the week was that. I mean, granted, I called this. Thanks for calling. For, thanks for calling me out. I did. I did call you this. Nailed week. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, for some reason, we're going to be Golden State and lose the rest of these games. Um, but I think- at the time, I laughed when you said that. I was like, <laughs> what? What is he doing? And you flipping nailed it. I, I watch. I've watched ninety five percent of the minutes of this of this season, um, and I'm. Um, I feel like I've figured out where they're at. But I feel it. But here's what I'm here's what I'm thinking. We're moving into a different phase because the Cleveland and New York games are telling me that we're moving into the phase that is the rest of the season. Which so is full tank mode. <laughs> well, well, be super competitive, play hard. Look, getting blown out sucks, and it, it's happened a few times this season, and I don't like it. But um, in general, we've been pretty competitive. Oh, yeah. Um, but we've been surprisingly resilient in the fourth quarter. We're, I think for for a stretch, I'm not sure where we're at now, we were the best scoring fourth quarter team in the NBA. Um, you know, so it was hard to take a, a lead away from us. And we could, you know, um, overcome a, a deficit. Yeah. Which is part of the reason that we we had that is because of the, the the deficits we had to correct in the fourth quarter. Yes, yes. So, but I, I I think that this is the kind of the last two games of this last week. And again, you know, you'll you'll be hearing this on Thursday, so there'll be a, been a couple games. We're gonna play Boston um, the day this comes out. I think I think Harper, you called us uh, beating the the snot out of Boston. You said they were they're a little overrated. What you said, uh, no, that was Jason. Jason said that. Oh, he said they're overrated. Okay. Yeah. Said strong start. Gonna fall apart. Finish week. Finish week. Um, I think we're gonna um, get taught a lesson about what real <laughs> basketball is uh, tomorrow, <laughs> and then um, I expect us um, to lose again. Uh, who are we playing in the next game? Toronto. At Miami. My at, at my end. yeah no okay. yeah because we get that's the one I called us winning because I was like we need some sweet sweet revenge we do need revenge against Miami but we also need to go party in Miami so counterpoint mm, mm, yeah counterpoint I mean it'll be right after Christmas or that's the twenty third so yeah, oh, okay Boston, right before Christmas yeah. okay yeah yeah, yeah. all that'll right be Friday I think that'll be that'll be fantastic there's nothing going on in Miami on a Thursday yeah. We'll Sleepy be. town. <laughs> Guys will be in bed by nine. It's fine. Um, this team gets taught a lesson about what real basketball is on on uh, uh, against Boston, and then and goes and, and waxes Miami. 
they and just then, take and it then to deploys a, that lesson operationally right. on, that's on right. Friday. That's right. I like it. And uh, we'll still be a game below 500. I believe that this team now will end the season um, 11th in the East. I've decided already. I've got my pulse, my finger on the pulse. All right, bold prediction. Um, Do you know what the Miami Arena is currently called? Uh, So the FTX is what it used to be, right? That's what it still is on our site, on our schedule site. I assume that it's the Miami Arena or the uh, unnamed... I mean, they've already collected their money. Yeah, but the, the, uh, the FTX dude is like in litigation, right? Sure, but... They signed a contract to name it, so they probably have to leave it if they have their money. They're not unless they're going to give the money back, which nobody gives money back. I mean, never give money back. Happens. Nobody ever gives money back. <laughs> Ask Sam Beckman Freed. <laughs> you gotta come take my money. Ask SBF. Um, what should we call it? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like every arena. In Florida, it should just always be called the Swamp. Okay. But I know that's taken by all of the other arenas, outdoor stadiums. If you go back and listen to uh, the old clip shows, uh, uh, Jason and I were in Miami, and we had a long uh, conversation about the um, fashion statement of the open vest in Miami. Mm. Mm. A lot of people with no shirts. So like chest hair arena? I was going to go with Open Vest Arena, but Chester Mm. Arena is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's just a bunch of people with no shirts on with just vests. Yeah. I like it. Because Miami, yo. Because Miami, yo. And, like, it's not cold. No. So you don't need sleeves. We should just send the, 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 uh, the, the cyclone bomb down there. It'll just, it'll warm right up. And then sit on the beach for a couple days. If, I would love for the cyclone bomb to chill on the beach and yeah. just like be less aggro and then head back up yeah, north. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So chest hair, open vest, chest hair arena. I like it. <laughs> Ovcha. You're welcome, Miami. That's right. Trademark. Uh, it's a lovely town. Yep. You make a great mint julep. You can no, you can not send that. Our... You don't make that. Uh, no, no, the they mojito. Don't. They make a great mojito. They're, yeah, they should make a great mojito. Yeah, I think the uh, mint the julep, julep is in like Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's mints involved though. Right. I'm with you. <laughs> you can uh, you can send our payment for your arena name to uh, Patreon. We're on Patreon. That's right, um, and. It's like Patreon slash Undebeatables or just get go to our show notes. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, you know, if you go to Patreon, search for Undebeatables, you'll find it. <laughs> if you want to find out how to reach us, you go to our webpage, which is Undebeatables. Nope, theundebeatables.com. Well, you got to know how to get there if, if you want the fans to know how to get there. I mean, I, I click the favorite on my browser. I don't know what all these other people do. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is, like, we live in an era now where, like, um, so, for example, I'm just going to, they don't sponsor us, Chewy.com. Chewy. Chewy. Chewy, I love them. Uh, They feed my rabbit. Um, 
they send me uh, like an email or a text. They send me like a text like every month, and they're like, "Hey, is it time to feed your rabbit again?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, it kind of is." And I go and I click one button, and it sends my rabbit more food. Like, I just why the internet's so easy. You don't need us. You find you found us. Just enjoy it. If you want to give us money, figure out how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> write me a check. <laughs> write me <laughs> write me a check. I'm sure you can find my address on LinkedIn or something. I'm sure you can something. find a check. <laughs> you can Venmo me. How about that? You can find me on Venmo. Hit up the Zell. Mm-hmm. I feel like Zell is old person Venmo. It is that for sure. I was trying to explain Venmo to my mom. I just had her Zell me. It's exactly. I had to get Zell because of my mom. <laughs> That's right. Shout out moms. Shout out moms. Get your yeah. Zell on. That's probably the name of the show. <laughs> Who owns Zell? Do we get them to... So Zell was crafted. You don't want to know the answer to that. You actually know though, which is nice. Yeah, You're yeah. So I, it was it was made by all of the uh, you know major corporate players, the banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think actually it was credit unions who did it, uh, but they kind of you know got together and outsourced this thing, and then <laughs> now that it's out in the wild, they're like, oh yeah, it's not ours. Mm-hmm. We don't care. So if you get your money stolen on Zell, they're like, yeah, not their problem. Call Zell. And Zell's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like these guys made us. Well, so but like it's 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 not a very safe platform. I actually don't really suggest it. I've been trying to get my mom off it. <laughs> well, but here's the thing too, like, why would the banks be okay with this when their whole thing is we like transferring money for lots of fees? Well, I at some point the fees become Right. If, if you don't have any kind of competing product, then it's just all opportunity cost at that point. You just, you're, you're losing out, period. So they had to come up with some, some sort of competitive product, and it's cheaper for them to do it themselves than for someone else to do it. So okay. if they get anything out of nothing, that's a win. So once again, big banks coming out on top. I guess. I mean, I think, I think, I've, over 621 episodes, you know that we're big bank friendly. We're pro big bank. They got the power. Yeah. Luckily, they don't have the will. Because <laughs> nobody listens. <laughs> Certainly not the CEO of Wells Fargo. Um, I, I, I went all the way up to like some sort of senior vice president at Key Bank before... Dropping my bank account there. <laughs> so maybe he you know wasn't. Key Bank has like eight hundred vice presidents, right? I know, but I found <laughs> I found one of them. Okay, <laughs> before I it's as high as I could go. Before they told me they didn't care about me or my feelings. Yeah, that's not what they're known for. <laughs> All right, we're way off track. Um, what's uh, what do you got next? Uh, do you, oh okay. Um, do you have any uh, predictions for the new year for the Pacers? Well, I predict that our 
meteoric rise above 500 that looked like it was going to continue forever um, probably doesn't sustain. I agree with you. I think we're probably going to find our way into that sort of, you know, 10th, 11th position. I think we're going to end up being mired right around there at the edge of the playoffs, if not the play-in. I don't know, as previously stated, if that actually becomes a good thing for the Pacers or not. You know, there's something to be said for even a play-in game for experience purposes, but, um, you know, as as uh, as Coach uh, Carlisle said last week, you know, that, that Heat game was a playoff game. So, you mm-hmm. know, you can, get, you can get a lot of the things that you need out of the regular season. We're probably better off winning a few more than that even if that means giving guys a few extra days off. The reality is that these guys are not going to have a lot of days off for the next 10 years. Uh, We're going to be asking a heck of a lot out of all these young kids for a long time to come. So I think they should enjoy it while they can. I think we should drop a few here and there and be content uh, to be a little bit lower in the standings, a little bit higher in the draft lottery. Uh, of course, you know, you've said this and I and I completely agree with it, that, that we will regret not being terrible this year um, with uh, two of the best prospects uh, in a long time in Scoot Dubs and uh, Victor uh, Wimanyama. Victor Henderson. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I agree with that. And I think we do. And I, I really hope we end up in the 11th spot, not the 10th. I. I you say there might be something from getting beat in a play tournament. I, I'm not sure. Not um, a lot. Yeah. I'm not sure that losing one game, um, does a lot, especially if it's on the road and there's no gate money and you don't have no crowd invite excited or whatever. If we so. get there, we might just go ahead and win a couple. Well, and that would be interesting at that point. Um, and also, I mean, I, I always thought that being the eighth seed and getting, your ass kicked by one seed was useful because it was four games of knowing what a, a winning team does or if you can get a big victory how what that does to your momentum and you also get the gate money and the the, the team excited this new era of the play-in tournament I, you know we've played it twice um winning one and then losing and then the other time just losing and it's just like i don't like what do I do with that? Like that. It's not like I have any memories of that as a fan. It's not like I'm like, oh, I remember you that remember time? getting worked by Charlotte? <laughs> no, didn't we work Charlotte and then lose to the? We got worked by the Wizards. We got worked by the. I thought we got worked by the by Charlotte once. And too. maybe that was the next year. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's what it was. So like, I mean, the thing is, it's like, is this isn't? I I even can't remember and neither can you. And we pay attention to this and and like record it for posterity. Like that's how little it matters. You know, um, don't care about playing tournament at all. So um, I'm begging for an 11th seed. I'm thinking we're probably going to win 32 games, which is too many to get a top five pick. Um, but I think we're yeah. that talented and we're going to end up with an eighth or ninth or 10th or 11th seed. And, um, you know, that's where it's going to end up. I mean, technically, the 15th seed is not too low to get a one seed. If you're in the lottery, you're in the lottery. Chance, man. Right. Yeah. Or I guess I should say 14th seed. Right, 14. Right. But uh, yeah, you've only got a half a percent chance. But but that's the direction we're going, and because these guys are good, and I and I, you know, look, I mean, 
we picked up Neesmith in that Boston trade, and he seemed to not let throw in, but sort of like a young prospect, let's grab him. And he was electric in that New York game, you know, uh, scoring a career high, um, I think a career high in rebounds too. Um, just oh yeah, he had like an absurd number. He had like yeah, he had a double double. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like you know, big guard or a small small forward, just like everybody on our team. <laughs> we yeah. don't have any big small forwards. Uh, but the kid but, can shoot. Yeah. Well, and I mean, he defends. The, well, that's the thing, right? He he was brought. Um, he, he was drafted because he could defend and could shoot the lights out, and his. NBA career so far, he's not shot the lights out. And if he can get that shooting stroke back, he is a a real problem. He's a real problem for everybody in the league. So um, I think it was a, a great pickup. And, you know, it's a nice, easy thing to invest in. I mean, he's still on his rookie contract. Um, you know, Duarte came back um, again. and Sort of. Oh, he was fine. I mean, he needs he to get there. his feet wet. And... Um, <clears throat> Again, another guy who, big guard, small, small forward. We tend to run just guard lineups because that's all we have. We don't have true small forwards. Um, but who plays perimeter defense, and we need that in this on this team. So I think he'll be, uh, he'll get lots of minutes. Uh, it, all these guys are going to be competing for minutes, but we're gonna uh, we're gonna run through the guys and see who who um, who earns them. I mean, yeah, I, I, we'll, let the, we'll let the cream rise. You know, and and Buddy Hill will continue to take up thirty-two of thirty-four of those minutes because he's just a baller. Yeah, I mean, you, you just you can't sit the guy, right? He does you too can't. many he does too many good things for your team. Like, Maybe sit just, him in the last five minutes. I, <laughs> just I mean, bring in Nimhard. I'm telling you. Oh, I didn't tell my joke uh, uh, last time I did the pod. Uh, what's the B in uh, Nimhard stand for? But what? Baller. So it's silent. It's a silent B. It's a silent baller. He's a silent baller. He's a straight baller. Let's his game talk. That's right. I like it. He is just got so much game in him, and like, you know, our best perimeter defender, fantastic decision maker. I, I just I, he's got I, the I, size. I can't, I, I, I'm not ready to admit that he's our best perimeter defender. Who's better than him? I mean, at least two guys should be. Not including Neesmith. Halliburton and Duarte should be better. I'm not saying that they are. I'm just, like I said, I'm having trouble admitting this to myself. (laughs) Like, Neesmith, I mean, he's giving him a run all day, every day. And I certainly understand that Tyrese Halliburton's output on the defensive side of the ball with what he's being asked to do offensively I certainly understand him not, you know, playing and play out being a lockdown. I get it. But I'm not ready to admit that Nimhard's my best perimeter defender. I think he is on this team right now. Now oh, look, man. I agree he's that Halliburton I, I agree that Halliburton is long. He's gonna get you deflections. He's doing a lot of the right things. He's he's positionally in he's the right place. He's also a talented defender. The guy can He play. is. But um he's not gonna go to the Hall of Fame for his defense. It's going to be for his, his shooting and his his, his offense will always be better than his defense. Yeah, but his defense could be pretty damn good and still not be better than his offense. He's not elite defensively. But what about Duarte then? 
That's his whole thing. That is his whole thing. Well, also, he's That's a his good... whole thing. He's a good, like, mid-range jump shooter, too. He's also that. Well, but the, the three and D without D ain't great. <laughs> like, you'd rather have... <laughs> you'd rather have the D without the three. Right. I agree. It, well, unless you're um, Buddy Healed, and then you just want the three without anything. I mean, his D's cranked up, man. <laughs> He's 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 I, you you have seen him show a lot of effort. No, I agree. I agree. During important stretches this season, I, I understand. really have. I understand. I I, think, I mean, is he as talented defensively as you know Neesmith or Nemhard or Turner's? No, but he's worked hard at it, and there are dividends. I agree. No, he. This is a career year for him. He's looked fantastic, and um, and last year was career. He's putting in the energy and the effort, and I love this kid. And I'm I'm sorry that he won't be a long term pacer, even though I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. I think I think I think he uh, he may be a long term pacer. Okay, good. I think I think that Lakers trade may finally be dead now that uh, AD is on his deathbed. I think he's not an NBA player anymore. So what was what was the injury he got? How long is he um, out? Do we know? Uh, yeah, the, the, the CBS headline was um, something to the effect of they should have sold when the stock was high. <laughs> what, like two right. weeks ago when he was playing as a superstar level? Like, he looked like an MVP two weeks ago. And everyone was like, yeah, but for how long? Right. Yeah, that's exactly what they're saying. He was the best player on the planet article. for like two weeks. Two weeks and they ago. were like, he's gonna be injured. Yeah. This team is gonna come back to earth. It's time to time to move. Uh, so all it is right now is that he suffered an ankle injury, and we got a quote according to Clutch Points. Got a concerning update. It's not good. It's not a sprained ankle. Hmm. It's not a sprained foot. I like sprained it's, feet. It's something a little more concerning. I feel like so, sprained feet come back fairly quickly. Uh, I mean, sprained ankles come back. Like mm-hmm. that's not structural, like real structural damage generally, right? right? You're not gonna, you're not gonna be doing surgery. You just rehab that. So I mean, it sounds like, you know, I I, I mean, I having had Roy Hibbert on my team, I'm thinking like a plantar fasciitis sort of situation or something, right? Like, you know, big guys have foot problems. It's mm-hmm. a thing, mm-hmm. um, and some of those things just never go away, right? So. Who knows? But anyway, the Lakers are screwed. So, I mean, maybe that makes them more likely to dish, but I doubt it. Actually, maybe. Because if they feel like they have to get into the playoffs and hopefully he heals by then, like they've got to get people that prop them up for a season, you know, can Heald and Turner prop them up to get them to the playoffs? Under these circumstances, throwing in more draft picks... Feels question. Well, no, it's it's always been questionable and desperate. I, I mean, the West is so interesting right now because I mean there are some very good teams right now. I I think Memphis and the Pelicans, um, and the Suns look, um, like the top tier, but they're not so top tier that they're not catchable. Right, like the West kind of feels like a. Yeah, they're not bag. the Warriors when they won seventy three, right? No, exactly. Like no one exactly. is in that sort you know, of air. Denver right looks good. Um, you know, you feel like the Mavericks either will fall apart or figure it out. Like there's, there's just so many teams kind of in that middle 
that the Lakers aren't out of this yet. You know, there's still I mean, Minnesota had a that... terrible start and they're clawing back into it. Right. And, you know, and it's funny, the whole league sort of feels like that. The East also feels jumbled up uh, outside of the uh, Boston Celtics and the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they feel like the two best teams in the league right now, and there's not much anybody else can do about it. But, I mean, how many how many games are the Pacers out of the four seed right now? What? four five games yeah we're four we're, we're four games behind brooklyn by the way who is now 19 and 12 after They've, their atrocious their start. atrocious start i mean you're everybody's Nine a hot, one in their last 10 everybody's a hot streak away from getting the home court right now in both conferences you know so yeah but you know these things tend to you know shake themselves out i mean you got to think that these guys went out and party pretty hard in the off season i mean just you know, last, you know, 2020 was a, just a hot mess, right? Uh, it was a tough, tough year for everybody, physically, emotionally, what have you. And there's, you know, it, it was just, it was tough. Um, so I'm sure these guys probably didn't come into camp super duper ready to just like put it all together. But guys play themselves into shape. They get used to playing with each other. They start to get focused because these guys are, I professionals mean, they're real professionals <laughs> yeah. right even the least professional dude in this league knows what it takes right you didn't get uh, here without being the best hardest working player on your team for your entire life until you got to the nba i, I, I mean unless you're just ultra talented and, and and even then you know even just adding a little bit of focus makes a big difference right right, right. Uh, so i i just I a lot of these teams are getting back to where they they should be um, I, the West is just, the West is going to be a tough place. What's Sacramento doing with sixteen wins, man? Um, uh, what are they doing with sixteen wins? Real uh, a frisky, frisky. I oh frisky look, early, picking the, off those picking off those good teams while they were weak. Well, uh, Sabonis we know is a all worldly talent um, as a big man, um, and I think that they made some real good decisions in the offseason. Uh, picking up Malik Monk, um, I mean it was Kevin Kevin Herter, like they they Kevin got, Herter's a good pickup. I, that's what I'm saying. Like they did good things as a team, they, and like they're okay. Real good seems strong. They made real good decisions. I didn't say they were real good. Real I, comma good decisions. Yes, they yes. weren't. They weren't imaginary decisions. Exactly, actually, things. and they okay. were good decisions. You can talk me into that. <laughs> and and uh, you know, Darren Fox is a legitimate freaking basketball player. Darren Fox is a huge talent. Yeah, and and so I, I think love that watching that guy play. He's one of the funnest guys in the league to watch. There is no reason why this team is not making the playoffs for the first time in uh, what is it uh, twenty years? It's the, it's the longest. Ooh, ooh, sh- call on me. You, <laughs> Harper, Harper, Kags. tell me, Thanks. <laughs> Harper. Oh, you're going to tell me they're not making the playoffs? I'm telling you that there's a good reason why they might not, and uh, it's Kangs. No, no. Well, okay, uh, it's the longest uh, playoff drought in NBA, uh, current NBA. Deservedly so. Uh, and it's like 16, 17, 18, 19 years. I, I can't remember what it is. It's since Chris Webber was playing, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, back with the cowbell. I need more, more cowbell. cowbell. Need more cap. <laughs> Maybe that's why they keep losing. But now they got the sky beam. 
Yeah, now they got purple lasers. You've heard about this, right? So they just they they every time they win, they shoot off a purple laser into space that like goes all the way to infinity. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. No, it's true. Like aliens know that when they win games, <laughs> it's great. It's great. <laughs> Not sure where you get your science information, but or any information. <laughs> Anyway, they they uh, communicate with the aliens every time they win a basketball game. So what you're telling me is that the Kings are 16 and 13 because they're cheating. They're colluding with the aliens. No, I don't think they. No, I, I don't, they aren't yet. I think they're 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 letting the aliens know that when it's time to mm-hmm. um, change the outcome of the finals, that they can do that for them. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. They're offering the aliens yeah, to come they're, in they're and create, fix history creating, on their behalf. They're creating a relationship currently to, yeah. to fix things okay. later. It's early early diplomacy days. Yes. I see. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's just you know, Deer and Fox and Sabonis just uh, hanging out with ET. I feel yeah. like I feel like that's definitely happening. It's going to be a fun room. Sorry, I'm, 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 I've got Sabonis's accent and and ET, and you can't put together Blatt and ET. That's what I'm working on. I know you can do it, buddy. Oh. E.T. phone home. <laughs> I think that's just Blatt. <laughs> you need some like more back of the throat. <laughs> but I think they override each other and you just turn into Yoda. <laughs> Yoda. Um, I'll be right here. I feel like that that is as close as we're going to get. E.T. Phone Ice. Ice. No, that's 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 that. We need, we need like Andy Serkis on this t- That's Thibodeau. That's different. Yeah. He's not even black. For me to poop on. For me to poop on. <laughs> and that's not also not what Sabona sounds like. This has been a disaster. Um, luckily, I'm cutting this show. I say leave it in. I'll Publish. be right here. Publish. For our once and always coach. <laughs> we probably should wrap it up, right? Probably so, should. It's always the safe method. Uh, do you have a script for that? Or we have lost that in the shuffle? Uh, no, sure. Yeah, no. If, uh, if you still want to find us, you can. <laughs> There's no reason you should listen to this anymore, ever again. <laughs> you can go to at Undebeatables on Twitter if you're still using Twitter. <laughs> no, just... And have not been blocked <laughs> by their wayward CEO. Oh, it's free speech uh, now, though, unless you talk shit about. Yeah, he's a free speech absolutist unless you 
do the thing that you've been doing forever. Um, you can also find us on facebook.com slash the undebeatables, our website, theundebeatables.com. Please review us wherever you find us. And we've got a Schmidian t-shirt. You know, there's there's a, a lot of fun stuff coming up. Uh, you know, we're going to maybe take a little bit of time off the holidays, but uh, we got a clip show coming up. Um, and the clip shows are only possible based on you, the listeners. Based on your patronage and your collective will. It's like Christmas magic, really. Yeah. So just keep listening and I'll keep cranking these things out. And um, so thank you for your Christmas magic. (laughs) Uh, For the architect Donnie Walsh and the little baby Jesus. I'll be right here. <laughs> That's all I got for you, buddy. It's pretty strong. It's pretty strong. <laughs>